0: for you some my people out there still trying but no help up a hand this one's for you till i looking for a loved one but no sign of them yet this one's for you no what kind of soul taking gold dreams work hard till you get it this one's for you what's good ladies and gentlemen I'm your host Ramon Clemente and welcome back to the push a hundred miles per hour podcast. I'm going to keep it real with y'all, I was not going to drop an episode today, I have so much going on with season and all these things going on, but it's not even about me being consistent, honestly I was about to go on a Twitter rant and on my mind I'm like you know what, I'd rather just press record and I can let my thoughts flow and what I wanted to talk about, oh and this is episode 20, lucky 20, you know this is I guess a milestone for us, we should be, have way more but you know this is me slacking and my macking, but I wanted to talk about today is wait, up, did that even make sense? <laughs> what I wanted to talk about today, all right, sorry, I think I had to correct my grandma, I'm looking crazy on here, but what I wanted to talk about today was I wanted to talk about not letting people tell us what we can and can't do. um, I feel like these things get embedded in us as kids and as we grow. You know, we, we grow our insecurities and stuff. Some people are stronger than others. But insecurities are definitely put in your mind as a youngin', um, on what you can and can't do, um, wh- what you're supposed to be good at and what you're not supposed to be good at. And we kind of take these insecurities as we get older. And I, I don't I don't think kids listen to my podcast. But even still, like if you're a kid, it's easier to kind of change things up. It's just about getting out of a mental fear or just not listening to other people. Um, I don't want to get into my examples just yet, but I just want to more so get into the detail on this. Um, I wanted to tell you guys, it's not about proving other people wrong. And that's something I had to learn over time. It's not about proving... This is something I carried over my whole life, was just, oh, this person said this, I got to show him. Or, "I, I know they're talking about me over here, so watch me show them. And when it really honestly... That means nothing, man. And in my personal belief, I feel like the only thing that matters is your personal happiness, man. Your self-accomplishments. The bars you set. Like, do you feel satisfied? Do you feel accomplished on the bar that you set? And I'm not saying to take it light, to take it less of, ex- of what others expect from you. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, like, we put pressure on ourselves, right? We put pressure on ourselves, and we doubt ourselves based off what other people say and think, and it's it's kind of whack. Quick example, right? If you if you if you play sports, hold on, I got to turn my AC on. It's kind of hot in here. If you play sports, uh, basketball particularly, um, you'll understand what i what I'm saying here. For instance, basketball. If you know me and you know my career, I've, I've never shot threes, ever in my career. Not one three in college. If I if I have any threes on my record in college, it's because it was a half-court shot. Never, not a shot clock, none of that, none of that. But when I go home in the summertime and I'm in LA Fitness and I'm in a park, I'm shooting threes all day. The question is why am I not shooting threes when it, when it matters, you know? But that's based off insecurities of what's put in your head. Ramon, don't shoot threes. Don't do that. You Go dunk it. Go run. Go into the rim. Bang. You you build these insecurities up in your head, you know? And in order for me to actually shoot a three-pointer, like to really shoot a three-pointer, my first year, I think this is 2015, I'm playing in Argentina. I had a great year. And the next year, I'm trying to get a contract back in Argentina. They was paying really good money. I'm trying to get another contract in, in, in Argentina. And... They said, no teams want to sign you. And I'm like, I'm asking my agent, why does no one want to sign me? And he said, because everyone's looking for a stretch four. For those who don't know what a stretch four, I don't want to really break down too much of basketball, but a stretch four is a power forward position and a power forward that's able to stretch the floor by shooting threes. You know, if you can't shoot the three, usually guys will just play off you and just play in the paint so you don't drive to help others. But if you can shoot and you can stretch the floor – it makes it more difficult to guard because they have to respect the shot, you know? And he told me, like, you're not a stretch four, Ramon. That's why they wouldn't sign you. So I took it upon myself to I worked my ass off that summer. The one offseason I really had in my career. I worked my ass off for of Coach Ira. Uh, and I, I came the next season with something different on my mind. And I started to shoot the three ball. You know, I started to shoot the three ball, and I I shot a pretty decent percentage that season, but I shot it with with confidence now because it's different. I'm I'm working for something. This is my money. I gotta eat. So it's different when the when the the things at stake is like livelihood. It's it's totally different, man. It's 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 like someone locking you in in a in a room, and they're saying like, listen. There's a bunch of guys outside this room with knives. And the only way for you to get through your freedom is you have to break through these guys. You don't have a choice. There is no going out there with fear. If you want to break through that room with them guys with knives, you got to do what you got to do. You got to take whatever cuts, wounds, whatever comes with it. And and, in this case, me going out to shoot threes, I have to take what people talking crap about me and saying what I can and can't do. I'm going to get through this room. I'm going to get to this room. I have to get to my freedom. So, and this podcast is not about basketball. I'm just giving an example. And then the next season, my confidence is through the roof. I shot 40% from the three-point line, man. I even got a a gesture now. If you ever see me do like the hand dial, shout out to my man Charles Jenkins. I got that from him. He gave me the blessing to use it. But if you ever see me dial up and put the phone to my ear, I got that much confidence. Well, I have a celebration when I make threes. Now, that's how confident I am in shooting, you know? And all I think is, what if I would have did this earlier in my career? What if I would have had this confidence earlier in my career? One more story to to, to to let you know how things get shut down. I don't mean to put Coach Marshall out there, my coach from Wichita State. But once at, my junior, at the end of my junior year, I remember my coach told me, yo, Ramon, because we had at the end of my junior season, we had a scout, and I was on a scouting team, right? Because uh, we was going back and forth, switching teams. I am on a scouting team, and the scout, with my guy is, he shoots threes. So he said, "You every time you shoot, every time you touch it, shoot it." I'm letting it fly. I'm making threes in practice. Coach said, "If you work in that, if you work on that shot in the offseason, i I let you shoot that next next season." I said, "No problem, coach." I worked my ass off that whole summer. I'm on the gun. Night in, night out, I'm on the gun, shooting threes, shooting threes, shooting threes. In all the pickups, I'm letting it go. I'm getting my confidence up. So now it's go time. Senior season starts. The very first practice, I shoot a three-pointer. Coach blows the whistle, stops practice, and said, Whoa, we're not doing that this season. Everything, everything I work for in this summertime, everything, Went out the window just like that with the blow of a whistle. And that crushed my confidence. It crushed my confidence, man. And this is nothing against Coach Marshall because it is what it is. And I feel like things happen for a reason. You know, maybe I wouldn't have got so much grit in my game to understand it. Maybe I would have probably played more finesse if I would have shot threes, whatever. That's why I never questioned it. But to anyone's listening, and if you see kids or younger guys or younger women, Uh, And you don't have to particularly be a coach, whatever. Please don't doubt these kids and tell them what they can't do. Because when my coach told me that, it messed me up so much. And I haven't haven't shot a three since at the time. Through my pro career, I went in as a pro. I wasn't shooting threes. I, I think my second year overseas, I started shooting threes. But even still, it was like I made some. But I wasn't a shooter, you know. And then I come back to Puerto Rico. And, you know, it's like, yo, we don't want you shooting threes, bro. But it took for me to grow, to say F everybody. I didn't care. There was, you had no choice but to respect it. And I remember after my first year in Argentina, my teammate, Pika told me, uh, he's, from, he's from Uruguay. He said, yo, why you don't shoot threes? I'm like, I don't know, bro. He said, yo, I'm shooting 28% from the three-point line. You can't shoot 28% from the three-point line? And I was thinking, like, yo, I can shoot 28% from the three-point line. And he's like, shoot it. You know, so I I didn't mean to to tear off in that direction of, but I'm using that story for, like, whatever position you got, whenever you're thinking of people telling you what and what not to do. Like, forget what these people say, man. Because when I started shooting 40% from the three point on, they cashed me out. You know what I mean? They cashed me out. That was the reason why I was able to buy my house in Georgia. You know, that was the reason why I was able to put myself in position to be comfortable still to this day. Just based off that. Just based because I and I made I made decent money before. But definitely after that season, it was over. I was an official, I was making really good money. You know what I mean? And just off of that, changing my game. Adding to my game, I would say. And on top of that, me even doing that, it carries my career even longer. Because I can't be in a paint banging all day. Like, you know, getting older. It's cool, but If you can stretch the four that makes things a little bit more easier, you got to learn how to be a little smarter as you get older. Everything's not, if you see Foy Mayweather, Foy's not out there exchanging punches with people. He's hitting you, he's getting out the way. Hitting you and getting out the way, he's getting his points. It's it's about being smarter. Not just, everything ain't just running through a wall. Everything's not about that. You got to be smarter with these things. So anyway, back to the subject of not letting people tell you what to do. You can't let these people change like the influence that you can allow people to change can change your life in the worst ways. Honestly, my thing is this. It's a must that you gamble on yourself. I feel like people put their fears on you based on what they can not do or what they have seen or what someone told them. You know, things are changing. It's 2021. All of the old fashioned ways aren't really it. You know, it probably worked then, but in today's world, things are a little bit different. So, usually the people that put the doubt on you is probably older, and they have their, their ways of just what they know. Switch it up, man. Take the gamble on yourself. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Would you rather? Would you rather fail doing things your way, or would you rather fail trying someone else's way? And it's not working, or trying someone else's way, and your ceiling is very low, and there's no room for growth. You feel me? So, and the only analogy I can really use is basketball, honestly. So, and to my 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 sports fans that know, in other words, would you rather a person in my case six six I'm playing center sometimes. I'm playing power forward. Usually, guys at my position is six seven six eight and better. Would you rather be 6'6 and continue to bang with all these bigger dudes? Pause. Would you, ra- would you rather do that? And every time, and boom, boom, as you get older, it's like, oh, he's not as athletic anymore. He's not as explosive anymore. And guys are bigger than him. And it, or would you rather add to your game and add a jump shot where guys have to come and check you and respect your game and adjust to your game? Instead of listening to these coaches of telling you how they want you to play. Yeah, that's cool and it's good for you this season. But what about after this when I have to go play somewhere else and they need me to shoot? Or they need me to, you know, put the ball in the floor a little bit more, you know? So even if you have to do that for the job at the moment, yeah, you still have to work on your craft. And that goes all around. It's not just basketball. So even when people do doubt you and tell you what you can and can't do, if you have to do it in a moment, that's cool. But still work on what you need to work on on the side. Whatever you believe in, you got to work on. And that's what just comes with it. But it none of these things work if you don't believe in yourself. If you let the power of people's opinions shift you, it's never going to work, yo. It's weak-minded. And I'm not saying it's easy because it's never easy. It's never easy to accept criticism. And people tell you what you can and can't do. It's, it's, it's not easy. Because... You know, we're, we're human. And when things don't go right, we start to self-doubt. Maybe, maybe that person is right. Maybe I should do this. Then, boom, you're caught in the regular no. Be different. Change. Growth. These people want you to be the same as others of what they think is standard. Forget standard. Reach for the sky, yo. Stop settling. We, we settle for what? We not robots. All these people that stand out that are special on in what they do those are the people who took the gambles and the roads they took it happened to be what worked for them whatever sometimes what people are telling you what you what you what you should do that might not work for you that might that might have worked for someone that they've known you feel me so why not take the gamble on yourself what's the worst thing that could happen you failing? That comes with life. If you expect to live life without failing, you're bugging. You're bugging if you expect to live life without failing. That's gonna happen. That comes with the game of living. But the best feeling is taking a gamble on yourself and and making it. Yo, listen. I I've never talked about this story. I've never talked about this story. And shout out to my brother Mo. Damn. I I know. I never. All right. Let me let me tell you guys something. So, high school. I failed I fail high school, and I'm, I'm going to tell you guys about gambling on yourself. High school, man, I was about to be a six year senior. I've, I've never told this story to anyone. You know, I did an extra year, and on the sixth year, I'm like, I don't want to go back to high school. You know, this is me not playing high school basketball, nothing. I wasn't a dummy. I just didn't like going to class. And my brother Mo told me, Yo, you got to go back to school. And I'm just like, Bro, like I don't wanna I don't wanna go back. I'm gonna try to get my GED or something like that. And you know, and my brother Mo was telling me, like, yo, you gotta go back. At the time, my brother Mo was the head of the household. He was the man of the house. So and now I'm not throwing my, my brother under the bus or anything like that, because to this day I'm I'm thankful for everything that went the way it went. And I remember people telling me like hey, Ramon, this it's a possibility. You can go to college. Go get your GED. And I'm just like, man, I don't know what these people are talking about. So I went to high school. I went for my program card. And the program card had no classes on it. So I'm like, oh, man. So I know there was all kind of options of it's like a satellite program. You can kind of get your high school diploma. It was it was a, it was a wild situation. To me, in my head, I knew what I was doing. I know where I stood at on the high school level with my credits and stuff. Wasting my time messing around and being in high school for actually I don't know how many years. So I took it upon myself to take the gamble and say, you know what? I'm taking control of my life from here. I'm gonna go get my g e d and when i when I did that, I felt like hands were being washed after that. People were like, kind of like done with me. It's like whatever, but you gotta understand too the highest degree at the crib was a high school diploma, so you have to listen like if if that's what it was and and <laughs> and and that and that worked sorry the noise and that worked for. The person with that, that the highest degree, then that's just what it is. Like, listen, I got mines. This is how you get it. You're going to go get it too. No one went and got their GED and didn't went to college or anything. It's unheard of. Forget my house. That's unheard of in the neighborhood of where I'm from because that's the circle that I know. I saw. I knew. I didn't know anything outside of, of that part, Queens, New York. So the gamble I was taking, and it's funny because I'm talking about all this stuff. I'm, I'm talking through experience. The gamble that I took was I'm going to go get my GED. I'm going to go to college and play college basketball. Not knowing. the, I swear I didn't know D1 and playing professional for 13 years. I didn't know this stuff was coming. All I knew is. Yo Ramon. Just follow your instincts bro. And this is the crazy part. One of my best friends Troy Marcus. We happened to be playing in a basketball game. I, you know I'm in a GED program in Elm Corps, And I'm just like yo. I don't. This is whack. I don't want to travel with flushing every day, man. I don't want to do this. Corona, sorry. And I kind of slowed up. I'm missing classes now. And I planned to turn it one day and I ran to my boy Troy Marcus. And, and Troy's like, yo, what's good? What you doing? What's up with the ball? And I'm like, yo, bro, I'm at some, I'm at some, I don't want to curse on him, but I'm at some BS GD program out in Corona. It's whack. I got to travel every day. It's a lot. He's like, yo, I'm in a GED program on Linden Boulevard. I don't know if I told this story on this podcast, but whatever. I'm, on a, I'm in a GED program on Linden Boulevard. So I'm like, bet I'm pulling up. And I think I did tell a story, but it's a little different context. So I went and I got the GED there. Me and Troy went to school together. We went to junior college together. I got my associate's degree. That associate's degree was probably the biggest accomplishment of my life. And I got my bachelor's and all that stuff. But it was bigger than that, man. Because it was a short term, two years. I was literally a kid from around the way with nothing, man. And I mean that wholeheartedly. I I had nothing. And I didn't even have the guidance to know what to do. Because like I said, no one in my household did it that way. No one went and got their GED and then went to college. So who can I ask for on advice with that? I just took the gamble of myself. I don't know anyone that took that gamble of getting their GED and trying to make life work after that. Even when I went to JUCO, everybody's like, yeah, I graduated high school. I got D1 offers. My grades just wasn't good. A lot of guys were in junior college because their grades weren't good. I'm in junior junior college. I got my my GED. I hope I didn't say junior high school. But I'm in junior college because I got my GED. That's why I'm there. No high school experience or nothing like that. So everybody got these stories. I got D1s, but I couldn't. I had no stories, bro. I had Gauchos that was trying to recruit me. You know what I mean? I had Rucker Park. They went to play in Rucker Park and Dykeman. That's all I had. You know what I mean? Little hood tournaments. That's what I had. LA Fitness. But the gamble that I took by betting on myself, by getting that GED, it worked out for me, man. And I just didn't listen to anybody. You know what I mean? I didn't. I didn't. And me and my, my brother Mo, we're tight as hell to this day, man. But at the time, he was like, "You gonna get your high school diploma for me?" I'm just like, "Yo, nah. Let me let me let me try this. You know what I mean?" And 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 my, my pops was on me. Yo, all right, Moan. If you think this is gonna work, go do it. And I, I try I try every way to try to get my high school diploma. But this is the crazy thing. I feel like everything happened for a reason. Because if I would have got my high school diploma, things wouldn't have went the way it would have went. I don't know anyone from my high school at the time going Division One. I, I would have probably went to a. Uh, N.A.I.A. or something like that. You know what I mean? Probably still be around the way. and it's just different. So I say all that to say, by me taking a gamble of not listening to others to do things the way they would do it. Or from what they've seen, I gambled on myself. I ended up with my associate's degree. I ended up with my bachelor's degree. I ended up with a 13-year pro career and still going right now. Nine years in the national team. I don't like to throw my accolades out there, but I I have to do it to to show off that little gamble of what I got out of this. And I used to just go to the GED program and I used to go to the McDonald's job and go to the GED program and go to the movie theater job, working two jobs, grinding, betting on myself. And things work. And even if things would have failed, I did it my way. Can you imagine if I would have did it somebody else's way and failed? All I would think about is, yo, Mo, what if you would have did it this way? You know what I mean? I would never think I should have listened to such and such. No. I'm running with myself every time. Every time I'm running with myself. Now it's different if you have the guidance of others. I, I definitely had guidance for others. I'm not going to sit here in front. Like I did everything on my own. The GED route was definitely a gamble I took because the thing is, that's a hit or miss. People's not going to be around you saying, get your GED when you never even played at a wild level like that. It's just street ball. So they don't, they didn't, no one knew what they were going to get out of me in college we a hungry kid. We didn't know that though. You feel me? But all in all, guys, my message for this, I don't want to keep this too long. My message for you guys is to stay hungry, stay focused, and to not let these people tell you what you can and can't do. Because that, <laughs> it 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 makes no sense. Just like they tell you things and they put insecurities in your head, they have insecurities as well. Stop letting these people Put their insecurities on you and with that being said i'm ramon clemente this is episode 20 of the push 100 miles per hour podcast and i'm out of here peace this is for you to my people out there still trying but no help up ahead this one's for you since i'm only looking for a loved one but no sign of them yet this one's for you don't Yo, let kind of soul take your gold dreams work hard till you get it this one's for you